Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, On the Automotive Horizon. So this is going to be a series within a mini series, I should say, within our uh, series uh, on the horizon where we're going to make car episodes uh, about every three to four episodes. This series uh, where we talk specifically about cars is going to be uh, hosted by myself and Ashwin and Reese will occasionally pop in uh, for like, I, I, I guess whenever he wants to be a part of it. Uh, but this is going to be a series that's mainly headlined by myself and Ashwin uh, as, for, as goes for today's episode. So uh, we have a lot in store for you today about the automotive community and many interesting things that we're looking forward to talk about, to talking about. Austin, you want to uh, start? All right. Off? So where to begin first? So do you want to start off with like things that happened in October, which happened, which was like basically right after we did our first car episode? Yeah, let's start off with the thing. So that, that if we're going to do that, I think about. we should start off with a very hot topic. I, th- I think we gave a teaser on this during our... Uh... Yes, yes, we did, actually. And that yeah. is the SSC Tuatara. <laughs> and it's very famous record that everybody was uh, super excited about for the first two days. And then after the third day with uh, the huge uh, the automotive YouTuber Giant Shmi 150 and a couple others, they had some questions. Uh, and due to those questions, it blew up into a complete uh, frenzy, gigantic frenzy of controversy. Some people hated SSC. Some people were uh, blindly following them. And other people, like us two, were on the fence of what to believe. Um but I can say with confidence, most people wanted to believe that the record was real. By the way, we'll talk about the whole, whole story, but we're just giving you an overview. I think most people I saw wanted to believe it's real, but then at the same time, they were devastated by the fact that it could have been falsified or that something was just not what it seems. And uh, I actually saw yeah, a lot, a lot of, of people just wanted to see an American car hold the proper record for... The, the the fastest production car in the world. Not just that, it also uh, the fact that um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, people wanted to see um a car, an, an American made car, like a fully designed, manufactured, and everything done in the USA, get a get the world record. And break uh, a world record that's also above 300 miles per hour. Well, an official one, anyway. We all know that Bugatti they yeah. they reached 300. I believe was it the sometime early 2020. I, thought, I think now uh, Hennessy, I believe, is aiming for the record too, right? Was yeah. So time? anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, yeah, Bugatti, we'll talk about they, that they, later. Bugatti unofficially reached the record because they did it with the prototype version of the Chiron SS300 plus. Um, but it wasn't really road homologated and uh, it was a prototype and they didn't do it in both directions, north and south. So, so to give, um, so to give you guys... actually did the legit run. They did north and south. It was a customer car that they were using. So it was fully homologated and it was not a prototype. But um, 
now we'll, let's let's talk about what exactly was pointed out within the controversy of the car. And uh, before I do that, Vibas, you wanna? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what I wanted to say was, well, I actually have quite a few things to say. Uh, first of all, when you know when. I actually saw the opposite of what you were saying because you said you saw a lot of people defending uh, SSE. I saw a lot of people against it, actually. Uh, oh, no, no. I said I think I saw both sides, but... Oh, both sides. Okay, yeah. yeah. Because uh, I know that both of us... Uh, I know actively we... a lot of people were pretty mad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. We follow... Uh, yeah, so, so Ashwin and I, we on Instagram, we follow... Uh... Uh, Dan and I. Yeah, yeah, Dan he's and one I. Of, like the biggest, biggest uh, car collectors on Instagram. And my, he, has, he has one of my. He's been uh, in so many YouTube channels. Uh, yeah, he has one of my favorite featured. car collections uh, oh, of yeah, all time. For sure. Yeah. His and, Centenario is my like legit yeah. actual one and only dream car. So. <laughs> the man, Bro, is, that is, Centenario the man is... is amazing at specking out cars. Truly amazing. Yep. Carbon Definitely. fiber and blue. The two things I love the most. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway. uh, it's. So yeah, we basically follow Dan and I, and uh, his group of friends like Speedy Jeff, uh, X marks the spot, uh, Mark Haddad, his real name I believe. I and believe they're, they're all called the Ghost Squadron because the Ghost they buy Squadron, a bunch of Koenig's yeah, eggs. <laughs> Koenig's eggs. So obviously, being you know, and myself too. Uh, recently, you know, as I've I guess uh, you know found myself becoming more of a car enthusiast. I myself have started to appreciate Koenigsegg a lot, and they are like my like second. Se- they're in my top five, uh, you know, favorite like car car companies, car manufacturers uh, of all time because of the way that you know Christian von uh, Koenigsegg, in my opinion, yeah, he's a he's a visionary. He and his ideas are you know truly unique uh, to what has ever been done in the automotive world uh, thus far. So, you know, for me, uh, I would love to see Christian von Koenigsegg keep that record. However, uh, I'm definitely, uh, on in this case, uh, you know, I also would like to see an American car manufacturer take that record because, you know, I'm from America and I always feel like, you know, because Christian von Koenigsegg said that, um, the Koenigsegg Yesco Absolute is going to be like the car that they, it's going to be like the final car that they make in order to beat the, uh, to beat the speed record. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, their last car. They're going to ever attempt to go to all out full top speed. Yeah. I mean, he said that, but you know, things can change. People will want to see Koenigsegg attempt top speed again. So maybe he might attempt it. But for so, now, the Yesco Absolute is the Absolute. So I'm hoping that, that if the Tuatara breaks the record of the uh, of R- the Shiro, right? Or, or no, it's, it's still so, held by so RS. It's, it's complicated. So the official Guinness recognized record is the Agera RS, right? Um, it hit yeah. 287. But... <clears throat> but so is basically looking to beat their own record. But then Bugatti... But, but then Bugatti, they got the unofficial record when they first broke 300 by going 304 in only one direction with the prototype car. And then a bunch of other built car, uh, build cars and uh, project cars done by various companies and research teams. Like like a 2005 Ford GT was like modified like nobody's business and it actually reached 300 miles per hour. But obviously that's not a production car. There's literally only one. It's completely experimental. So it's not really a car that we can 
It's not a. It's not a road. It's not a rate. It's not a production car. It's, it's not a road production car. So um, e- even that Bugatti technically wasn't, but it's like a prototype for a road production car. Yeah, well, Ford GT wasn't even going to be considered for any kind of road use or anything practical. Yeah, so. one-off cars don't really apply to this. And there's one thing I want to specify too. So, so when Ashwin said that, uh, you know, that the Koenigsegg was tested, uh, or that, uh, not the Koenigsegg, the SSC Tuatara was tested north and south, and the Bugatti was just tested north, I believe. That's what you said, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so what he means by north and south is that in order to set a record, you have the Guinness to, records in order Guinness to get the Guinness record. record. Yeah, you have to take it in both directions in order to account for uh, headwinds and tailwinds. Because if you think about it, or it can even be like northeast and southwest. As long as it's opposites, any wind that's in one direction will be exactly opposite, canceled out if you go in the other direction. Right? If you think you about that, the that way. So that's why on the SSC run, it was believed that they went 3 0 one the first time and then they went 331 the second time without those were the believed those were the um claimed numbers that everybody believed for the first day yeah um so without f- further ado do you want to like talk about like specifically yeah okay like, let's do what that. yeah so, so basically um, like so why is it that there's so many speculators yeah, let's let's start like I'll do a, a kind of timeline sort of thing. So timeline, okay. We start off day one. Um, I I first woke up and I saw the announcement in the morning. I went crazy. I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" Uh, because Same. like it's one of those top speed cars that like it seems a lot more visceral than a, obviously than a Bugatti, and it even so maybe more visceral than a Koenigs. And I was like, "Holy cow, this car is dope." Um, and I recently just finished a video or, uh, a couple of weeks earlier, Stradman, which is like one of my favorite automotive YouTubers. Hey, uh, shout he, out Stradman. Uh, yeah. He, he's pretty awesome. He has two Aventadors. He just bought a JDM, uh, not a, he said it's technically not a JDM, but it's a Nissan GTR. He teased buying a Tuatara. Uh, Who knows? He <laughs> teased buying a Tuatara. He actually raced his Bugatti Veyron from 2008, uh, 2006, sorry against the Tuatara in this, like, one of my favorite videos on his channel. It was so much fun. That car sounded amazing. It was just gorgeous. Um, so I hear about this record, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And then Top Gear, Motor Trend, all these YouTube channels have, pub- uh, have published stuff on their, video- on their channels. Uh, Stradman even made an announcement saying, it's so cool that we got to race the fastest car in the world just three weeks ago. Um, the thing is... Uh, everything suddenly came to a screeching halt when Shmi, um, Shmi 150, the British uh, automotive YouTuber who has a lot of respect and he's a good friend with Stradman. It's not like they 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 disagreed or anything. Incredible. It's just YouTube. Stradman. Stradman. He's he's a YouTuber who's much more active and tends to hype things up a lot more. Shmi is a lot more low key and informative on his channel. Obviously, he's still a nice guy. A lot, his videos are pretty good. But um, Stradman's videos are more of an active vlog style. Shmi's are more of like a daily episode of featuring some kind of car. I do want but to anyway. cut in and add something really quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for those of you guys who don't necessarily know what SSE is, uh, the company is called Shell.
and it's owned by this guy named Jared Shelby, who uh, uh, funny not enough, related to Carol Shelby, who was yeah. the original creator of the the original uh, supervisor of the Ford GT and creator of the Shelby Mustang. Shelby Shout Cobra, out, by the way. Shelby yeah. Cobra. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. He, if you guys watch Ford versus Ferrari, I, I'm actually confused yeah. about the Mustang thing. I don't know a whole a whole lot about a Mustang. So, uh, someone told us that like we should talk. Here's about, what I found. Uh, and it's really weird too. So apparently more, but... there's two cars. Apparently there's two cars. One is the Ford Mustang, and then another one is called the Shelby Cobra. And both of them, yeah. from what I can, from what I remember, they both look like somewhat similar. They, <laughs> they both, both they both look like yeah. Kind, I, I'm 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 not very informed uh, informed on Mustang, the Mustang history, or like the story of Shelby. I I know the, obviously the story of Shelby and the Ford GT. Yeah, for, for, for Le Mans obviously. 1966, the Le Mans 1966, and then 67, 68, and 69, in which we saw um, and 2016 the, uh, too. That's when the Ford oh, GT yeah, won. The, the the new Ford GT, the new yeah. new Ford GT, Ford which GT is a won. sexy car. Uh, yeah, I like so. Anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. we're we're but, kind of trailing off point. But what uh, I wanted to Jared say was, Shelby, he's not related to Carol Shelby. And what I wanted to say about but, Jared Shelby was that uh, you know SSE, when it comes to uh, speed records, they're not necessarily I would say an underdog because in 2007 they actually set the top speed record, beating the Bugatti yeah. Veyron. They EB actually so for the SSE Ultimate Aero. Uh, yes, so they they're not new to this. They um. Bugatti, the Veyron 16.4, so the normal Veyron, the one that Stradman currently has, yeah. that set the record. It was like 251 or something. 253. So the first car, two, yeah, first car to break 250. Then the SSC Ultimate Arrow came in, broke that, and then um, the Veyron came back, but with the Veyron Supersport, uh, which held the record for a very long time until 2017. And then came the absurd. And then the no sorry yeah held the Veyron Supersport held it until 2017 with uh and with Agera RS broke the record and now you're gonna see a lot bigger gaps or a lot smaller gaps in the in in between periods of top speed records because so many companies now that they're breaking the 300 barrier yeah and people theorize that 400 will never be broken just because of the laws of physics like because if you know like. As things go faster, it becomes infinitely harder to. If there is a tire, the, the air resistance becomes infinite, infinitely harder, making it harder to speed up. So, if there's a tire that can sustain that speed, it yeah. can be done. Or even if the drag coefficient of the car gets so low, which is very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, but anyway. But anyways, yeah, uh, we were talking about uh, so Jared Shelby. Uh, video. He's not new to this. In fact, he's and he's quite trusted. His company has a decent reputation after the SSC Ultimate Arrow. Um, not anymore, but <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So Shmi posts this video. He um, he he says he prefaces, he made it clear that he's only asking questions and raising doubt. He he's not out to get them or anything. I think that's 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 a good thing because I I I know Shmi has featured the car on his channel a few times before the top speed record. He he thought it was a cool car. He thought it was a very fast car, a super capable car. Um, but he pointed out, I think, three major flaws with the record. So, number one was he. <clears throat> people had already posted videos of the SSC and the Agera RS doing the record side by side. And they noticed that these medians in the road, in the highway that they did, did the testing on, by the way, the cars were on this, did the testing on this exact same Nevada highway. 
So they noticed that um, for some reason, the Agera RS was actually passing these medians in a shorter amount of time than in the SSC video. So the Agera RS was literally like moving faster in the video, even though at the exact times where it hit those medians, um, the SSC Tuatara was like at 315 miles per hour, while the Agera RS was like at 277, which is a, like a 30 miles per hour, 30 mile per hour difference. No, my bad. That's 40 mile per hour difference. So, <clears throat> so Shmi, uh, he, so then Shmi, what he did, he did like the actual calculation of the distance on Google Maps. Uh, he, he used like this, the, the measure feature within the app to calculate the distance per, between each uh, road median. And then he used the, um, the video, he, the video of, of the SSC Tuatara doing the run, and he um, <clears throat> calculated the amount of time it took for it to pass that median using the timer that was in screen, not his own timer to, to remove uncertainty. And by doing that, he found that the dis the, by just doing distance over time, <clears throat> the speed was like, 10, 20 miles per hour slower than what the speedometer on the Tuatara was showing, meaning that it was not going at the speed, which uh, the video said it was. So, and then after that, he looked up some information on the gearing ratios and the potential for certain gears to hit those speeds. And that also showed and, and the speed that which those those gear ratios said that it the, the car could reach almost very very closely matched the speed at which he calculated the car reached uh, when using Google Maps. And then the tires, um, he looked into the tires that uh, were apparently used on the car. They were not rated for such high speeds. And all these three things added up to tell you that added up to say that, hey, this car might have been going at like 285, 290 miles per hour, but there's, it really doesn't seem like it was going anywhere near 331. And then um, after that, Misha and Robert Mitchell, two other YouTubers, they also had a very similar video in which they went even more in detail about the gearing ratios. And they did this like, sound test with the revs or something that see where the rev changes happened. Uh, and then they used like all kinds of software with graphs and um, meters calculating like metrics of the car. Everything pointed that it was travel. It, it, everything said that it looked like it might've been traveling around 290, 280 miles per hour, not 331. So um, then what happened, Motor Trend and a lot of these other channels started saying, oh, these are conspiracy theorists uh, trying to dispel the Tuatara's claim. And so these three YouTubers, uh, they got together in their, in their video and they, um, they started to roast the crap out of these companies. They're not roasting SSC, mind you. SSC is not, uh, they're not reacting badly to this. They haven't reacted at all, actually. But <clears throat> the, the media companies who were posting information about the car were reacting somewhat bad, I guess, because it was there. They were the ones who got to share all this stuff first, and they were, uh, they wanted to 
to keep it real. So uh, then after that, I believe the company, the GPS company that was working with SSC released that they did, they did not. Um... And we're back. Uh, unfortunately, some technical difficulties were just experienced by that right now. So um, <laughs> I know it's going to seem uh, when I edit this, it's going to seem like there's almost no break in the talking, but it's just, we've just been like couple yeah. minutes kind of for the past back like and 12 see. minutes. Yeah. We so cut off. Um, I'm going to try to continue the conversation as normal as possible. Uh, for the, for you guys, it's going to feel like it, it instantaneously just picks up back, but uh that's not actually the case. Anyway. So where did you end up? By the way, I'd like to apologize beforehand if I'm talking really weird. Uh, if, or if I seem to be pausing or if I kind of like stumble over words, it's because I have my retainers in. So every 10 seconds, I have to kind of like swallow. You sound just fine to me. I have to kind of swallow because my retainers are like, they, they, they collect a lot of saliva. So <laughs> it's kind of it's uncomfortable to talk this much with my retainers. It's because we're recording pretty late at night, so uh, I already brushed my teeth and stuff, so I'm just going to, like, crash to bed after this. Yeah, we usually record around, like, 10. Yeah, because I, I really don't like to, after recording a podcast and being tired from the day, I don't want to have to, like, brush my teeth and do all that kind of stuff and <laughs> yeah. then go to sleep. I would just rather just drop. So, <clears throat> back to the, what I was talking about. I believe I was talking about how Motor Trend and uh, Top Gear, they were kind of discrediting these YouTubers. But... Uh... Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought, I thought, uh, I, I, I thought that they were uh, discrediting SSC because I thought that they were... No, 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 no. The, the, the YouTube channel, the, or Top Gear and Motor and the, the automotive, like, uh, the automotive, uh, what's it called? Pre- the automotive press. They were trying to, uh, what's the word? Like affirm, affirm the the record, and prove it's and and say that it was legitimate. And these guys are just conspiracy theorists. But um, but obviously um, that that gave gave them a lot of hate, and that made a lot of people distrusting of them because people tend to appreciate and trust youtuber or like like individual youtubers rather than like big press journals so um if you think about it too the youtubers have more at stake because that's basically like yeah. their entire career right and they yeah they're... and the fact that they they on a daily basis they constantly interact so much more with their viewers just make them a lot more trustworthy yeah so anyway um also not to mention what happened uh, SSC said that their the the GPS company actually verified their record. However, and like two days later, the the GPS company De- Devatron said that uh, oh no, we didn't we didn't actually validate it. So that made things even crazier. That made people distrust SSC even more. And then a week after that, SSC said it's been a crazy week. Um, here's the deal: our numbers seem to agree with us. It's just that um, it's just that yes, there was some sort of misrepresentation or uh, something within the video. But 
they posted like updated gear ratios. Apparently that wasn't like updated or properly calculated. There's some major mishaps and they tried to salvage their record. Um, and YouTubers are still kind of like, eh, I don't quite like this. This is not, this isn't really, nobody's ever going to really take this record seriously. Even if you guys do prove it, this record is always going to have some kind of tainting. On I'm going to have to cut you off, Ashwin, really quickly. Uh, because I have something important to say. So, yeah, basically, uh, okay, really quickly, uh, when before we cut off earlier, obviously, for you guys, it, it won't seem like we, we cut off. But, uh, yeah, we cut off for about, like, 11 minutes. So, uh, I, you know, both of us were still, we were still talking. We just didn't know that the other person couldn't hear us. So, I was talking about, uh, I went into depth about the, about uh, Deltron. And basically, uh, you know, like what they were, right? So basically, they're like a they're like a reputable uh, Austrian manufacturer when it comes to uh, like test and data equipment, uh, especially when it comes to uh, cars. And the thing with uh, the biggest nail in the coffin for uh, for SSE was basically, uh, I believe it was on their social media. And uh, website, I don't know if they have a website, but uh, Deltron basically just openly came out and said that, uh, you know, we're not able to guarantee, I quote, the guarantee or the correctness of the outcome. And uh, essentially, you know, by as, as, de- as like their equipment is the only thing that essentially effectively validates uh, SSC's claim of reaching uh, 331 uh, miles per hour. Essentially, you know, everything, you know, if, if the company that that's supposed to validate your record comes out and says, yeah, there's no way that we can actually validate this, then, uh, you know, nobody's going to be able to, I guess, in a way, believe that you actually did hit that speed. And because of that, uh, you know, Jared Shelby was forced to come out. And then, as Ashwin said, Shelby Supercars, they were forced to come out and say, you know, this has been a crazy week. And the way that they're going to deal with this is in the future. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. Before, the, before they did that, uh, they, posted a, they posted a post saying that apparently the numbers are on our side. It's just that... Uh, um, it's just that some something was misrepresented. People still didn't believe that. It was after that um, in which... <clears throat> what's call it? Rerun. It was after that where they, he final, they finally re- re- released a video where Jared Shelby himself was saying, you know, this record's always going to be tainted. We, we, can't, we might try to salvage it, but it's not really worth it at this point. So we are going to uh, officially ask for a rerun we're gonna uh involve multiple gps companies within the next rerun uh he personally requested shmi misha and uh robert mitchell to um call be there to super super not not necessarily supervise but honestly it's like a one hell of an invitation if you you, uh to be invited to to come to to come witness the run in person yeah, so they they're gonna be there. They they were absolutely ready for it. They generally they weren't super happy about all the controversy, but they were super happy about going back and doing all the rerunning. More views uh, for them. In fact, right? they're pretty excited. <laughs> they're pretty excited to see what will come out of the 
out of the the new record and hopefully it'll be fully validated and respected <laughs> and this is obviously gonna change the entire car the the top speed hypercar industry forever because now records are gonna have to be like meticulously checked for um, on point validity yes um so as of right now everybody's just waiting for the rerun it's things have kind of died down when when uh ssc goes for that rerun uh, things will be interesting hopefully not so crazy again hopefully we'll get a legit record and hopefully we'll finally have a true true blue uh american hypercar getting that record um and so far yeah that's where we stand we were kind of we were almost waiting to make another car episode uh just for we were waiting for the rerun but it's been a while now so we want to go ahead and just make another car episode talking about this stuff and since we're making a mini series we decided that's going to be a mini series there will there there will certainly be a time in which we'll talk about this again for the rerun and eventually who knows if the Koenigsegg uh, Yes Go Absolute breaks it or the Hennessy um, Venom F5 breaks it, it'll be a lot of Which fun. Which is a car so that we actually that's our to little about as well. It's been... section. That's our little first section of today's car uh, episode. Well, I wouldn't say little. So that's a perfect... <laughs> no, not little, yeah. That's the major part. So let's... Uh, that, this is a perfect segue to the next thing, which is um, Black Series. That new Hennessy or, Venom F5. Okay, well, so that was one of the big uh, releases of this week. Um, the spec on the the release spec is pretty nice, actually. It was this like kind of dar- dark navy blue with a brown interior. Pretty okay, good. okay. Uh, I want to say a something. Little different than the first prototype of yellow car. I, I want to say something. It sounds. Fantastic! Uh, that the Venom F5 sounds amazing. I want to say something big. I know that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I. I. First of all, I think the car honestly looks. Uh, wait, is it the F5? I thought. I. I thought it wasn't the F. Wait. No. 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 It, it is the F5. It, it is the F5. I don't know why. Why? What their name scheme is? The the first car they made was the Hennessy Venom GT. Um, I mean, the car definitely looks kind of. Was... That car was based on the Lotus Lotus. What was it based on? It was based on the Lotus Exige. That's what it was. Oh yeah, you're right. It's based on the Lotus Exige. With the er, a lot of times, you know how car, uh, how these hypercar companies they take the engines from other cars and then build their own exteriors. It was almost like this company did it the other way around. They they I don't think they quite built their own interior their own engine, but they took an engine from Ford tuned it in like your typical Hennessy fashion and then they borrowed aspects of the uh, outside design from the Lotus X. So so what I want to say about the the Hennessy Venom F5 is that uh you know this is definitely a car that's meant to uh I guess compete with brands such as uh Koenigsegg, Pininfarina, uh Rematch, uh and you know we were just talking about uh, I guess in a way SSC too, right? Because Hennessy is mainly a brand Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, a competitor yeah. for SSC. For, for top speed but, records. But, 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 um, it's not like Hennessy is like SSC where it makes just one flagship extremely limited car every, like, 10 years. That's not what SSC is. That's not what uh, Hennessy is. Hennessy is actually a, tu- a tuner company. They do all kinds of um, tuning. They're basically and, like Pininfarina uh, in a way. swaps and, 
and body. They're like the American for... version of Pin and Farina, I would say. No, Pin and Farina is more of a design house. This is this is a tu- a tuner company. Hennessy, like, I, I mean, um, in the way that th- they're not they, meant to like. You can send your you can send your Ford Ford Raptor to them, and they can convert it to a six by six. The Lawson Raptor. They can do engine swaps. Oh, is that what Stratman has? All kinds of stuff. Uh, no, Stradman has a Shelby Raptor, and no, not Jared Shelby. This is from actual Shelby American, which was started by Carol Shelby. So anyway, yeah, so some so some uh, interesting, yeah. I guess, like facts about the F five is that it's projected to go uh, one thousand eight hundred and seventeen horsepower. It's supposed to have that much. Uh, it's supposed. Wow, I didn't know that actually. So let's get a horsepower uh, count rate uh, comparison right here. So. The Venom F5 has uh, 1817. I believe the the Tuatara on E85 fuel has 1700, right? I think it was 1700. I, I... Yeah, it was 1700. I know the SSC Tuatara had more uh, a, a larger than one power to weight ratio. It's 1700 horsepower and like 13. In terms of uh, miles per hour, though, uh, the Venom F5 is. Uh... Projected to go. It's not as highly projected. It's not as highly projected as the Tuatara. Uh, well, I mean, or the you know, based yes, on the uh, you know whole controversy, you know. So they're saying three thirty one, right? Uh, for the it, it, yeah five, the numbers actually, are actually uh, inverted because in it's three thirteen. In seventh gear, uh, the Tuatara is said it's it was calculated seventh gear. The max, like absolute max, perfect conditions could be three hundred and fifty one. Which is just ridiculous. So what? Wait, 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 wait. For, wait, wait. What you just said? The two three fifty. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, that was in seventh gear. That's in seventh gear with uh high, over, with the with that really aggressive overdrive gear ratio, uh, and with perfect conditions. That's just calculated Whoever theoretical. Test that. But it's probably not going to re- reach something that high. It's probably going to go into three the high thirties at most if it goes into seventh gear. Koenigsegg Absolute, the calculated max was 331. Uh, and knowing Koenigsegg, it's probably a little bit higher than that. So the two real, like, uh, head-to-head true competitors in this are going to be the Tuatara and the Yesco Absolute. Um, the Venom F5, it, I think it could just be a flash in the pan for now. Uh, it's just going to be a quick... I agree. Hey, we got this record for, like, Six months, and then the two giants are going to go yeah. back at it. Um, I mean, if you think about it too, though, Hennessy, uh, you know, they've they've been known for, uh, I guess, in a way, like claiming to have set records because the Venom, but never Venom GT it. got and, unofficial you know speaking record. about what we were talking about earlier, like North and South thing, right? I I don't remember the exact model for the car. You might know this, but uh, I know for a fact that a few years ago, I think Hennessy claimed to have uh, set a record for the fastest car. Yes, it was a GT, yeah. the Venom GT. But they only said it they, north, they, though. They, they actually south. beat, they beat the Veyron. They beat the Veyron Supersport, um, going only yeah. north. Yeah, what year was like this? That. Which, uh, ironically, now Bugatti is guilty of, when they said they 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 did three hundred four on uh to beat the Agera RS going three hundred, but they ironic indeed. So now the re- I think at this point, SSC and Koenigsegg are really going to be fighting for it. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting um, battle. So because of that slightly more aggressive gear ratio on the Tuatara, the Tuatara might beat the Koenigsegg. Uh, like, yeah. 
it could be possible, especially because Koenigsegg's not as serious as, about the top speed record as SFC. Like, yes, Koenigsegg's have always gone ridiculously high speeds, but at this point now they're becoming more of a track focused beast company. This is which is uh admirable here's something too. that here's something that Pretty I want to awesome. talk about because so far we've been focusing mainly on top speed records, right? But I want to change the focus to uh, the Nurburgring record. Yes, that was that's a perfect segue. Like I said, a track beast. Let's uh, focus on the most difficult track, the in most the world. dangerous track in the world. Uh, the inf- the famous, the famous, the famous Nurburgring, which is used as a standard for. It's used as a standard for the best yeah, track most cars. cars. In the world. Um, even Tesla did their testing with the Model S Plaid. However, it's it's. It's funny. Tesla they use they use Laguna Seca, the lap the the, the, the the circuit in like California or something. And the Model S plaid beat like the it beat the McLaren P one and it beat a lot of crazy hypercars. The thing is on the Nurburgring, the Model S plaid doesn't even come close to some some uh combustion <laughs> hypercars. That's funny. And not gonna lie, as mu- as much as I like Tesla for the time period i heard that they 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 wanted to continue destroying track records with the model s plat i got like terrified i was like no i as harsh as this may sound i really don't want a four-door sedan to be taking track records from two-door unless it's the jamira like this is this makes me very sad yeah unless it's the jamira yeah i don't want to see that happen see the thing is is that like, it's it, going it to completely devalue all of Musk these other brands to. that like strive to break these records, right? Like, 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 like McLaren. Yeah, it devalues because, these and, and brands. And the Model S Plaid, uh, compared to these... I mean, the Model, the Senna, this, by the way, the Senna, which is like McLaren's... Halo like, car. One of the, arguably the, the halo of all car, track beat, track focused cars. Um... The Senna is like one of the only hypercars that actually beat the Model S Plaid on Laguna Seca. I'm talking about the Laguna Seca track. And then a few others like Lamborghini Huracan Performante because Lamborghini has that uh, ALA system. Some These cars were able to beat uh, the Model S Plaid on the Nürburgring. But like I said, the Model S Plaid beat the McLaren P1. It beat the GT2 RS. It beat... Um, Sorry, no, not the GT2 RS. It beat the GT3 RS, and it beat a lot of cars that are hailed for being absolute track monsters. And here it is, this fat, gigantic, rotund four-door sedan was destroying them because it had that three-motor plaid in, in my opinion, Tesla. And I got really scared because it was opinion, like I, I would really like to see Tesla How make ever? a spin off of the Roadster, but instead make a very, like, how track focused car and then i would yeah then i would be okay with tesla then i would be like okay sure yeah it's a yeah. track car it's a tesla but to see a four door right. doing that scared scared the crap it's out of me it's not right and, and, and really what i mean by devaluing is um, that and by the way the thing is the, the thing is when the model s plaid went on the um nurburgring People were talking about, oh, it shattered the Porsche Taycan Turbo S, and that's expected. The Taycan Turbo S doesn't have as much, as many motors or horsepower as the Tesla. The thing is, the Model S Plaid on the Nurburgring got a 703, 
you have to understand that the fast, the current fastest record holder has a 643. So that's almost 20 seconds faster. So uh, on a very difficult and you know, race situation, no, the Model S Plaid is not the is not the record holder for a track car, and it it, it won't be able to beat all these two door cars I'll, that have. Also, I would like to point out that and they have better gear ratios and stuff like that. Tesla Model S doesn't. I would like to point out that, like, although uh, I guess here in the states, Laguna Seca is known as uh, there, there. There's not many tracks here in the United States that where you yeah. can do like. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Daytona, Daytona in what is it, like, like Indianapolis that. or something like that for NASCAR. Uh, then you might have Circuit of the Americas, yeah. Austin, and then you have uh, and then Laguna Seca in California. Those are like the only like main ones that I know. And then occasionally, hold up, is Laguna Seca I don't, in Miami? I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't hold on, I can look it up. <laughs> Laguna. No, no, I'm pretty sure it is California because it's Laguna Beach, right? Yeah, besides, it's Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, it is in uh, Monterey County, California. Yeah. Oh, oh so that makes sense. Okay. Lamau. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, 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 um, yeah. So, uh, V-Boss and I were, like, scared the crap when we heard, when we saw that the Model S Plaid beat all these cars on Laguna Seca. But when you take it over or, to the Nurburgring, or in my opinion, if the you Tesla take it on like most European it. tracks, but it's still quite most, fast. Like, it's still a, or most tracks that are, still... are, are, I guess, like reputable for holding F1 races. I feel like it would not do. Yeah, yeah, Imola like, definitely. Imola, definitely you're right. Like Monza, Nordschleife. Yeah. These car, these tracks are some of the hardest in the world, and um. That's probably why such a big, heavy Tesla could not handle those because it had so many. Sure, it can turns. accelerate probably a lot faster. It can, it in fact, it, it definitely can accelerate a lot more than um, these combustion cars because that's just the nature of electricity. But its cornering ability is not even close to what these cars have. It's heavier. Those cars are lighter. It does have a low center of mass, which is good uh, for corners. But I want to spend the next part heavy. of this podcast talking about something that I know that you're going to enjoy very much. Uh, so, okay, okay. So, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 finish off with the current record holders. Of the That's Nurburgring. what I was going to say. And the, talking about records, talking about track cars, talking about controversy in records, which uh, unfortunately this company who has the current record has proven they have it, and. They're all, they're they're a very reputable company. They're one of the biggest and most diverse like industry break not industry, but they've tapped into yeah. so many different markets. And they're continuing to for do the so. Autom- Mercedes and that is Mercedes Benz. Yes, so Mercedes Benz is the current Nurburgring track holder track record holder with um, a six. I in fact, there's Instagram post that really summarizes the all the 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 the, the top ten. The current track, the Nurburgring Nordschleife records. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to pull it up to. Let me see. One second. Okay. Okay. So, uh, in 2017, let's let's start from 2017. 2017, the Lamborghini Aventador Super Veloce LP750-4, um, Lamborghini's first attempt at a track-focused version of their flagship. So everybody knows about the Lamborghini Aventador. This is the Lamborghini Aventador SV, Super Veloce. 
which uh, got a 659. So it's actually uh, four seconds faster than the, than the Tesla Model S Plaid, which, which happened a few months ago when they were testing that. So yeah, a car from 20, supercars with big wings and high downforce and that are made from carbon fiber are still faster on these really difficult tracks, but they would get beaten on, uh, by the Tesla Model S on something like Laguna Seca, which is a lot more shorter is... and it, um, acceleration and sheer electric torque comes into play more than cornering and turns. Hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So, wait, wait, the Aventador wait, wait. SV This is has a... number 10, right? On the list? Yeah. Yeah, this is starting later. So the Lamborghini Aventador Super Veloce has a yes. 659.73. So it's one of the ones that broke. Keep in mind, uh, though, that this car was, mark. I guess, in a way, slightly modified for for the track because it was it did have a full roll cage, which, if you don't know, it's basically like what you see like in NASCAR cars where like the drivers are protected. It, it's yeah. it's a it's a regulation, and they were on Pirelli P zero course of tires, and I, and even though some people may not find that important, yes. tires are incredibly crucial when trying to set records because it all depends on like you know whether your tires are soft, whether they're hard, you know like the pressure because they can impact like the momentum of your car. Yep, exactly. So um, after the Aventador, nine eleven, we have the infamous slash. Just famous, not nine eighteen. Oh, are you saying order of no, Wait, what are you saying? Um, no, no, no. 10, I'm 9, going 8, in order from 8. like, uh, like I think this is like top six to top one. Or not no, 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 no. Because I have the top ten in terms short. of time right, so right here. So right now, because the nine... number nine. Okay. Yeah. No. Let me let let me do it. <laughs> okay. I have this. This post is it's just really good at summarizing though. all the information. So um, this has the nine eighteen and with the YSOC package. Um, yeah, V-Bus, oh, I'm looking at production okay. cars, that's why. Are you so? Yeah, uh, this one has a 918, the, the, the 657 918 Spider. So, Aventador SV 659 918 Spider has 657. Um, after that is the nine Porsche 911 GT3 RS 656, which is impressive that it beat out its own. Big electric hybrid brother. Wait, was the 911 GT2 RS not a production which, uh, car? Because here it says that's number nine. Here it says that's number nine. It was. Number it was, eight it was. was the 918. That's not true. That's no. Not, I'm serious. That's not true. It, no, the, the GT2 definitely beat the, the 918. So right here I have GT3. Oh, RS. that's because the GT2 RS had two runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after the GT3 RS I just comes um, the my one of my personal favorites on this list, the Lamborghini Huracan LP640-4. Um, that got yeah, yes sir, that was Lamborghini's first like car that everybody was like, whoa, this is a really really valuable like valuable and when I say valuable I mean like car that's really getting what if you guys want to know your money is paying for all the customers if you guys want to know my favorite spec on this car look up this youtuber named heather valentine there's this one there's this one spec she makes of this car which is nero cosmos with the blue cepheus interior it's absolutely gorgeous you guys need to see that 
Yes. And uh, yeah. it has an aftermarket hood on it and aftermarket wing. So um, this Lamborghini Huracan Performante, it shattered the record from the 911 GT3 RS from a 656 down to a 652. Um, so went all the way down to four seconds, which is really impressive because keep hold on people everybody said that it broke the record of the 918 when in fact a gt3 rs had already done that yeah. this is the, probably the meant to GRS. but anyway uh the yeah but people talked about the 918 because it's so much more expensive yeah and a so pure hyper crazier than the performante but anyway yeah so everybody talked about how the hurricane performante it's only four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> which is funny but that's still a, that's a butt ton of money, but it is a lot cheaper spider, than which is over a, a lot million. of hypercars. Um, yeah, it beat the uh, it beat a million dollar car, and it beat a car with a lot more horsepower. It beat a car that's partially hybrid, um, which is really impressive. And this car only it said quote quote unquote only has six hundred and thirty horsepower, but obviously like uh, it's a lot less than a lot of these hypercars who are known for getting these records. So, and it mainly got this record because of Lamborghini's uh, innovative system called the ALA, uh, Aerodynamico Lamborghini Attiva, which means uh, Lamborghini Active Aerodynamics, which is this system of literally just light electronic carbon fiber components that tilt and turn uh, to let air actually pass through the interior of the vehicle or they shut off the valves and the air passes over the vehicle and they can control on which side this happens to make it so that you have more downforce on one side than the other. And it's automatically controlled within Lamborghini's yeah, and that's... Uh, dynamic drive system. So anytime you slow down the brakes, both, both valves close and you get maximum downforce slowing down the car. When you get on a straightaway, all the valves open, all air can easily pass through the car and boom, it just shoots in a straight line. When it's at a corner, one side opens up, one side closes. So you get downforce on one side while the other side is uh, allowed to move without a lot of drag. So it can really just, uh, it's super nimble around turns. Lamborghini was like extremely praised for how nimble the car was and how amazing they did with the suspension and yeah and i would like to say that, like that. Uh, that the ala system it's <sighs> it's really cool to see a system like that incorporated on i i guess a regular production car because normally you know uh these are the types of things yeah yeah exactly that's what i was that gonna stuff say. is because F1. these are the things that are incorporated in like ex- extremely high speed f1 cars that are used to increase downforce and make f1 cars already faster than you know they are so, you know, seeing this type of technology implemented in, like, regular production cars, I think it really is going to, uh, it's really going to change, uh, it's really going to change, you know, like, the, the industry when it comes to uh, track, track performing cars. Well, actually, so far, we've just seen only Lamborghini as the one who does this. Uh, nobody else has really done that. Okay, p- companies have done active aerodynamics. But not like how Lamborghini has done with an uh, internally controlled valve system. Most companies just have moving wings or kind of moving flaps. Not like how Lamborghini controls valves that are literally yeah. inside like wind it's tunnels really in the car. Which is really and then let's go to um, 
Number three. So the top next three. car. <clears throat> sorry. Top. Yeah, number three. The next car is the One Porsche 911 GT2 RS, which again it shattered the the Performante's record, uh, going down to a 647. I do have a question really for you, Austin. Actually. Uh, not gonna lie. When I heard this record, I had no idea how this car got it because uh, it's completely rear wheel dri- uh, driven. Which uh, I've ob- observed that track cars are nowadays like actually rear wheel drive, not all wheel drive. I'm not sure of the signs behind that because I feel like all wheel drive gets you faster. I think it increases drag somehow or something with the ground. Like I'm not so entirely sure. sure if I. I I I I I'm genuinely curious on how on why most track cars are real rear wheel drive, but that's for me to do my uh, own nerdy uh, same car engineering. So so this 911 GT2 RS was also <laughs> research. The the Sock package, which uh, I'm not sure, but does that does that package like it? it what exactly the is, that? is that? package. An aero I'm package. Pretty sure it's sure. just like an aero package. I'm not sure. It might be also like uh, additions to suspension yeah. and tightening. I, I I I know that many Koshman had ordered uh, a uh, like Porsche 911 GT2 R. Remember the green one? It was also part of the the white stuff package, if you remember. Yeah, he I, he sold it. But... Really, I don't remember that. Um. Okay, and then next, Lamborghini Aventador came SVJ. roaring back with uh one of my personal favorite, car, the Aventador SVJ, which is they basically took the SV. Made it way more They took the Performante's technology and they took that classic Aventador, beautiful Aventador V12 sound and they made a baby. I wouldn't call this car a baby. It was the SVJ. It's it's a monster. (laughs) Yes, it is a brutal monster. It is, um, they made it so that it has the same power output as the Centenario. Uh, The Centenario has 770. Uh, this car has seven. Speaking of which, the previous SV has seven. Are you surprised that no so one has ever taken the Centenario? Or are they just like too scared? It's not a track. Oh, well, yeah, that is true. It is more, but it has many aspects to being a Grand Tour. I mean, it's not even that much GT. It's not even that. I mean, well, then again, the Lamborghinis aren't really meant to be. Lamborghinis aren't known for being comfortable. It's like a it's 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 a grand tour. If you read about Lamborghini, comfortable than most grand tour. If you if you read about Lamborghini, you'll you'll learn that they make their they make their cars in a way to make it to make you feel like you're like always on like the edge of your seat kind of thing. Not. Yeah, yeah. Lamborghini is all about excitement. That's that's the brand spirit. So anyway, we're talking about the SVJ. They took the ALA system from the Performante. Aerodynamico Lamborghini Ativa. By the way, AL, uh, ALA stands, uh, can, is literally spelt out as ALA, and ALA means wing in Italian, which is really cool that they were able to um, have that double meaning. ALA meaning wing, wing, which is obviously what sits on the back of the car for downforce, and it's also this uh, acronym I don't think for we the system about that makes the, the downforce so much better. The 911 GT2 RS so, set a time of 647. Uh, 911 GT2 RS was uh, 6475. 644 97. SVJ went to uh, 644.97. And now we suddenly got a brand new champion out of the blue, kind of. I was really surprised at how this car got it because this car is front engine, rear wheel drive. 
with a massive, massive. Let me read some stats. Hold up. And seven hundred. How much horsepower? Seven seventy. Seven twenty. That's sixty-seven hundred to sixty-nine hundred RPM. But it got the record. And a. Yeah, and a torque at two thousand to six thousand RPM. Wow. So it seems to have all lower stats than the uh, SVJ, but I think the fact that the SVJ has like that single clutch, it's not even that fast uh, sequential though, because, like, transmission uh, it's, rather it's than zero a DCT to automatic. Or no, or no, no, no. It's it, it zero to hundred is uh, or it's zero to hundred kilometers is uh, three point two seconds. But it has a claimed top speed of wow. uh, two hundred and two uh, miles per hour or three twenty five. Yeah, you, by the way, in the in the car world, you'll find that track cars do not go high speeds and they yeah, typically that's because they're are really not fast focused on line. like uh they have so much wings, they have all these little pieces But these of are made these are basically meant like, like winglets for and, curves for uh, turns that all give it so much downforce and so much drag. Yeah. It's like having a bunch of mini parachutes on your body. So um, these parachutes, if you were to run in a straight sprint in a straight line, they would slow you down. But if you were to, in, in the case of cars, if you were to make sudden turns, they keep you glued to the ground, which is really yeah. good. You don't have to brake when you're coming up on a turn. Um, so yeah, current, the AMG GT Black Series broke it by two seconds. It has a 643 yes. now, and it is the current king of the ring. Uh that's the that's the nickname uh, King of and the also, Ring. And also, it sets another record, record too. Holder. So, uh, I think because it's front engine and real rear wheel drive, it can throw its weight around a lot more than all wheel drive Lamborghini. I think that's the reason these cars are real rear wheel drive. Uh, it's because they can kind of throw and shake. <laughs> Stradman has a word for rear wheel. Drive oh, I know, I know, I know that's a reference too. Because rear rear wheel rear wheel drives tend to have a lot less traction which is kind of weird considering you need traction on the track but um in fact i think it can throw its throw its back end around corners a lot easier and yes. uh, it can and the black avoids understeer uh, i think because it is the fastest like time that? ever i believe for an unmodified car yeah well, I mean, all these cars are, cars are unmodified. I, th- I, I think they are, I, they are just. I think by yeah, like unmodified. The kind of the yeah, like uh, well, okay. When I say unmodified, I'm talking about like not cars that are like based off of like another like model. If you know what I mean. Well, I I mean technically like, how do I explain do it? It's basically unmodified in the sense that nothing itself was like added to the car in specifically for trying to break the Nürburgring record like you know kind of like because I know for Lamborghini and stuff like they do things they slightly modify the car so that it's like uh it's slightly so that that way like you know like for like driver safety or not driver safety but they slightly modify the car so that you know like specifically for the Nürburgring so that way like everything can go like you know as planned, if you, if you know what I, I, I don't, I, I don't know like the the terms for like the components that they, I guess kind of like add on to the car, but I do know that bef- when pretty much like most or all companies, you know, 
like sent their car send their car out to break a record like there are like very minimal modifications because obviously you can't modify the car too much otherwise then you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't set the record for a quote-unquote production car because that's not what's actually being produced you know what i mean it's a bit complicated yeah so uh, that that brings us to our next topic of possible challenges. Okay, I want to start this off for this. I want to start of the this off throne because and that brings us about, up to. Uh, yeah, sorry for one of the. Uh, I'm right. just a bit uh, excited for this because these are cars that I've uh-huh. been following for a very long time. When we talk about possible competitors, we're talking about the new age of cars. Uh, you know, as of 2020, recently, as far back as I believe 2018, Geneva Motor Show, we've been getting glimpses of new cars such as the Esco Absolute or the Aston Martin Valkyrie um, the, or the 003, the Valhalla, or the, uh, even the Mercedes uh, AMG One, which is, uh, in my opinion, the car that I'm most forward, uh, that I'm looking forward to because it's a car that uh, incorporates, it, it, it has the same engine as Lewis Hamilton's 2015 F1 car, that he won the world championship with. So the fact that they're fusing um, F1 and hybrid technology to create the ultimate hypercar, in my opinion, is something that's truly special. And Lewis Hamilton, if you don't believe, uh, if you don't know, he's statistically speaking, the best uh, F1 driver, technically race driver, race car driver of all time. And he even said, because he races for Mercedes and he he went to Mercedes and he told them, you know, like, uh, you know, there, there's brands like there are, there's other brands that are in F1, like Ferrari and F1 that make cars like, you know, La Ferrari, P1, Senna, uh, etc. You know, like, you know, like, why don't we do something? And based off of him approaching Mercedes, Mercedes uh, decided to make the uh, AMG one. So this is truly a, a car that I'm, you know, truly looking forward to seeing. And I hope that, you know, it's a, eligible to perform in like Le Mans and, races like these where it can truly make a name for itself. I, I believe that either the, uh, I believe that either the, the AMG one or the uh, Aston Martin Valkyrie is going to be the new defining halo car for our generation, just as the McLaren F1 was uh, for, you know, in the nineties and early two thousands. Bold claim. Alright. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the Valkyrie, but... The Valkyrie is going to be a... They start it's it's going to be a very... Uh, it, it, you know, I, I think from now on, it's going to be a very special car. Just for the fact that uh, Red Bull and Aston Martin, they built this uh, relationship uh, through Formula One, right? Because as you know... Uh, if any of you guys are F1 fans, uh, you know, Red Bull is, as of right now, the king of F1 is Mercedes. They've won seven straight championships in a row. They're undefeated, right? And Red Bull is uh, basically, like, the car that's, like, fine to what's, you know, clo- like, what's closest to overthrowing Mercedes. They've been, uh, and Red Bull, as you know, is obviously a drink company, but they have expanded all over the place into many different fields. And what they're really big in is Formula One. And they've partnered with Aston Martin to essentially, you know, make this car, make this uh, F1 team. 
However, uh, this season, due to billionaire Canadian billionaire uh, Lawrence Stroll's takeover of Aston Martin, due to the fact that Aston Martin is basically, uh, unfortunately, going into the ground, uh, you know, so Aston Martin has decided to split away from Red Bull, and they're making their own Formula One team for 2021. So, uh, you know, the Valkyrie is like the last collaboration between Red Bull and Aston Martin, and I feel like due to the fact collaboration over this. Uh, you know, over this partnership, I definitely think that, you know, the Valkyrie is going to be like a, it's going to be like a collector's item and it's going to be a car that uh, it's going to be, you know, it's, they're not, another car like it won't be made again, if you know what I'm saying, because these two companies won't collaborate on it ever again, or at least as we know so far, but yeah. Hopefully for Mercedes, we see, uh, you know, successors to the MG1. I hope it's not just, you know, like a, a car that, uh, because I know, I think they're making like 275 units. So I hope that, you know, it's something where like, it's kind of like the LaFerrari or the 918 or hell, even the P1, right? Where they just make uh, successors to it gradually every like, I don't know, 10 years, something like that. And also another challenger in the short term, not like necessarily long term, like these F1 technology cars, but the short term was uh, one of Lamborghini's new releases, oh, which how is did where they took their that? Super Trofeo car. Super Trofeo is like their, 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 that's what I was about to talk about before we talked about the F1. So the Super Trofeo cars are their, their uh, race only cars that they make for like, uh, stock car racing and stuff like that. Um, and they decide to take the Super Trofeo Evo and turn it into a homologated road car. Yeah. Which is why they call it the Super Trofeo Homologato or the STO. And it was released a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looks, I don't think it looks as good as like the Performante or some other cars, but looks obviously... I really found myself being into uh, GT racing. Which is now why, nowadays because you know for like huge car companies like McLaren or Ferrari, you know they host these. It's like their own leagues, like you know, like uh, like AF Corsa, right? Ashwin, I've told you this many times before. Ferrari AF Corsa or McLaren's racing program or Lamborghini Squadra Corsa, and I think that uh, it's amazing what they're doing, where they basically, you know, they have like these like you know that uh, in GT racing essentially it's like modified cars. It's not the cars that, like, for instance, like, they'll, it's, like, modified, like, 488, like, 488s and stuff like that, where they take on the track. Because, obviously, they have to, you know, mold the cars to make them, uh, I, I guess, like, in a way, like, sustainable on the track. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, these, like, GT cars, like, mm-hmm. uh, like the STO, uh, you know, or, like, these, like, uh, I know Ferrari recently released one. I think it's called like the 488 uh, Competizione Club GT, something along the lines of that. Uh, you know, it's like a, I guess like a special edition track car. I'm, uh, these kind of cars, uh, you know, even though general people are, I, I guess like just normal car enthusiasts like you and I, uh, or I'm into it, but um, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if, I guess like anybody that's just like, Who's into cars because they're just like, oh, this car looks super cool, you know. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Those kinds of enthusiasts. I feel like 
in- interested in this kind of stuff. But for me, uh, I've always been interested in racing. And <sighs> yeah, sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was basically saying that, you know, uh, like you for regular car enthusiasts, they might not be into these kinds of cars. But for someone like me that's into racing, I definitely see that the way that these kinds of cars are manufactured and the fact that, you know, that they're constantly used year-round in races, I think that's uh, I think that's incredible. And I am a big fan of seeing – I'm a big fan of, you know, brands like – or not brands, but I guess like subsidiaries of – main car companies like McLaren, Scuderia, or Ferrari, or Lamborghini, like Scuderia, Ferrari, and Squadra Corsa. And I want to see, like, you know, more events. And I, I would like to attend an event, too, because, you know, I definitely think that GT racing is, like, if you're wealthy enough to own one of these cars, GT racing is something that you mm-hmm. should definitely consider doing. Yeah, so classic cars. Um, what was our next topic? Oh yes, you can yeah. take the lead on this. I'm kind of so basically, uh, you know. One. So there's there's been a new trend. Uh, obviously, know you know, this, so. in the automotive industry, there's like always trends. I guess you know, cars are always trendy. It's something that's never gonna die, and something that people are always gonna be into, whether it's now or whether it's in the future when quote-unquote cars may be, you know, hovering cars, etc. Cars have always been trendy somewhere or another. And now I see that the most recent trend with cars is not cars that, you know, have the most, you know, like the latest and greatest technology, kind of like the Mercedes S-Class, which uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this later, Ashwin. And, and uh, you know, like they're, I guess, like, uh, they're like augmented, like reality uh, windscreen or whatever. Have you seen? or windshield have you seen that that it's crazy yeah so you know apparently uh that's yeah, yeah, it's crazy getting stuff. all the quote-unquote hype right now it's mainly classic cars and you know classic cars is for me it's something that uh i've never particularly been into except for very recently when I, i'm starting to appreciate them a lot more uh for me my love of cars started with the 1965 shelby cobra And, you know, you might think, like, oh, you know, why are these classic cars, you know, so popular? They don't, they don't look as, they don't look as, you know, as cool as, you know, the new modern cars that come out. Nor are they as fast, nor are they as reliable. But it's just about, you know, the history. And, and, you know, there's a reason why, the history surrounding these cars and the fact that, you know, there's just something like so unique about them, which I've tried doing research on it too. I've tried looking up, you know, why are classic cars? So I haven't been able to find like a definitive answer. I just think it's just because of, you know, the way that they are, the fact that they were made, that they were in a way that, you know, their time, they hold like an essence that's so unique to their respective time period. And I think that that, that's unmatched when it comes to, uh, you know, I think that that's unmatched when you try comparing them with other cars in the modern era. That's what makes them uh, so unmatched. And that's why their value just absolutely skyrockets. Like you'll see Shelby Cobras now that are worth like the same price as like a LaFerrari for this exact reason. 
And for me, uh, two of my favorite classic cars would be uh, – I don't, I don't know, Ashwin, if you want to bring this up. I, I'm actually curious. What kind of classic cars are you into? For me, I'm more into classic race cars, specifically Shelby Cobra, uh, a car that's been heavily influential uh, on – I guess, like, American racing as a whole. And if you think about it, Ford as well, you know, with their uh, 1966 Le Mans car uh, with Ken Miles. Yep. One of my all-time favorite cars. And, T40, uh, baby. That and oh, yeah. I, uh, it would be the Mercedes, the Mercedes, or no, the Mercedes SLR 300, which is... Uh, a race car that uh, Mercedes made in 1955. And that is, uh, it, I think it's a gorgeous car today. I, that's another thing about classic cars. They look, even though like they're old, they still look so sleek and so cool, especially cars that are made, uh, you know, I think in the, in the 1950s. So Ashton, what are your favorite, uh, you know, classic cars? Are you into any, Uh, unfortunately, I don't really have, like, a concrete favorite. I just never, like... Or maybe your, cl- or, or, or maybe, or maybe your definition of classic cars wouldn't be the same as mine. When so I say classic, I'm talking about, like, for classic cars. And... So many people have appreciation for classic cars. I've, I've never found that. As a... As someone who's not like Gen X or or a millennial, I, I I don't really find a way to have an affinity for these cars if I haven't been raised around them. If I didn't really get to experience the 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 ways they changed the industry or whatever happened during the time they're released, so I've never really been able to appreciate why they're so appreciated. Like like the like the R thirty four Nissan GTR. I'm like 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 why. Well, what what made that so special? Like, why why was it? I I, so I think crazy? you might have more of an appreciation why for like, like I so guess much? like or in, like like um, quote unquote the modern classic cars in a sense like the like the Countach, which I know you talk about a lot, or the Diablo. See that that's because those those though um yeah I do have appreciation for those, but at the same time I don't really have like an affinity for loving them like, like <laughs> if you ask me do those cars look cool i would be like no no they they, they don't they, they look ugly because they're not they're uh they're not by modern modern standards but, but one but thing i, I but... <laughs> good looking car they just don't it's just old the the headlights you can see that they, they use really old halogen bulbs inside it's, it's plain and simple Yes, the cars at one point were gorgeous cars. But I think in a, in a way that you, you, you would find yourself... They look really odd. You can't just, like, force me or get mad at me for, like, not liking the design of these cars because I wasn't there to experience no, no. it when they were No, fresh, I, I completely get what you're saying, new, right? And in, in, the future, in the future, I when I was there for that. Older, like, <clears throat> oh, remember in the, the future, of the that's where we're going to be the ones who say... Oh my god, oh, so look ugly. at the Centenario. And then and then the younger kids at that time because would be like, they, "Whoa, no, these cars are ugly. These cars are anti- an- antique." And I'll be like, "And yeah, those are going to be the classics of our generation." Say, oh my god, that car is so beautiful. And then people are like, 
I I, yeah. I can't really appreciate the design of a car that's thirty years old. Like unless most of the future I, I cars that was born after that point, I can only really unless most of the future cars do because that's what I'm used to and that's track. that's what I have an eye for. <laughs> that's why I was laughing to myself. <laughs> Dude, honestly, though, that is one thing, though, because if we talk about, oh, the, like, gosh. modern cars, right, like, if you see, like, the new designs for, like, the BMW, uh, which I know you have your uh, opinions about, or, 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 or like, the Tesla Cybertruck. I hate it, but I, I think it's a bad Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, like, the Tesla Cybertruck, I right? love BMW. I don't want Why the are they future of do cars that, to be looking like this, like, like, like this aluminum, like, like this aluminum crafted like box. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't and, want aluminum boxes. And, and if you keep, <laughs> I, I want, want my cars sculpted curves and if you look at, uh, <laughs> and and if you look at, yeah, yeah and if, if you <laughs> if you look at like future like concept cars or whatever, oh, like man. majority of them, and I hate to say it, they look incredibly ugly because. They're just like the Cybertruck, where they're, it's, it's so futuristic, where, like, it's not even a car anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, like, it, it, yeah, it's just a block. Which it's, supposed... it's just a block of metal. But the, thing is, the thing is, by the way, this doesn't Just look at Lamborghini. Just look at the Aventador. Angular cars yeah. can look sexy AF if you get them right. Look at Lamborghini. The Aventador is literally... Okay, sure. In general, it has the wedge shape, but that's like the only curve that it has. Everything else are sharp lines, hexagons, Y shapes, and it looks amazing. Lamborghinis, Lamborghini it does so well with designs. I don't think there's ever been a car from Lamborghini which people said, "Oh, that looks ugly," except for maybe um, the Veneno. Okay. The people who say the Veneno are ugly are <laughs> smoking crack. Honestly, somewhat disagree with you on that. And I, I'm not on any drugs, so you don't need to worry. But uh, <laughs> uh, just to get that out there, guys. <laughs> okay, no, I'm kidding. But uh, okay, okay. In my opinion, I can see why people would like. Okay, I don't think the Moneno is an ugly car, but at the same time, though, I do see why people could say that, just based on the fact that it's so. People like like like. Okay, for me, I would rather p- prefer like a much more like sleek car. Rather than a car that's you know absolutely humongous, but I do like the Veneno because it reminds me a lot of it gives me like Batmobile vibes. And, and there's one uh, Instagram uh, user that I recommend anyone listening to follow. Uh, if you're yeah B14, his Veneno is honestly one of the coolest specs that I've ever seen. B14 uh, with I think the green, green is so a unique much. though. And okay. the Saudi too. I think the so green interior is a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like they're subtle all green. the color green. It's like the flag. and I don't know. Maybe it's something. Okay, I'm just putting it out there. Please don't send no, no, uh, someone after me. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Let's, um, let's cut that out. No, Bro, okay. No. <laughs> I'm trying to be like Jeremy Clarkson. I'm trying to be like uh, Jeremy Clarkson. No, that thing gets cut out. Absolute legend. Top this year. podcast is unfiltered. Okay, so so yeah, B14's Veneno, it's cool. The matte, the matte black on the outside with green accents is amazing. I I just wish his his interior wasn't just. Oh, you mean kind of like Dan Amai's had some uh, black contrast. Like it's not like he it. has. It's like mainly black. Before it was, 
the interior is just really pure when it comes blue. to spectacle. It has black contrast with it. Yeah. He's he Oh, also speaking of a new car release, uh, the Pagani Waira uh awesome. has been re- uh come out. And my 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 opinion of this is that I definitely think that the Zonda Tricolore looks oh, yes, way sir. better. Yes, First of all, the the contrast of the wheels look way better, and second really? of all, like I mean, I, I love okay, how the yeah. Italian fair, fair, flag, fair. Uh, you know, kind of like it's like a centerpiece of the car in a sense. Where like uh, on the hood, there's like it's like a unique design where like it like splits off to the side. Yeah, hence the name Tricolore, right? But for the uh, hence the name the Tricolore, color, it's not like on the hood. It's not really like a central part. Of the car, it, it, yeah, but then it's it just gives me like performante vibes. But it's a huge part on the side, though. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yes, that yeah, is yeah, true. Yeah, that yeah. but hey, definitely remember, though, Pagani. Pagani uh, he used to work at I'm, I'm so. excited to see this because Pag- I'm excited for Pagani as a whole as a brand because I know uh, that uh, that uh, Horatio. Uh, he's he spoke up, or I don't know if if, if he said it, but uh, I don't know. Someone that has a high position in Pagani said that listening uh, to electric cars. And if you already know uh, Pagani's relationship with other manufacturers, they have a very close relationship with Mercedes because Mercedes provides them with a, I believe, a naturally aspirated V12 AMG engine, right? Yeah. So. Yep. Yes. Actually, no, no, not naturally aspirated. Uh, the Zondas oh, okay. are naturally But yeah, you know, a Mercedes, the, they're already making are the, a, a leap into the EQ market with Mercedes' new uh, EQ line, I think expected to be released next year. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's exciting to see. And Mercedes... Yeah. By the oh, way, yeah, though, yeah, yeah. Well, I was just um, gonna say, and you know, as you mentioned earlier, do you too, think Mercedes actually, sorry, is like, your thought and then in really. my opinion, right now, they are like the biggest, like innovation, like they're like the biggest innovators when it comes to the automotive industry, and it's exciting to see what they're going to do with most industry breaking. I wouldn't say innovators, yeah. but I would say like the, yeah, I, I would agree. With most that. industry and then, breaking, know, and then when they market breaking, pioneer cars. exactly. And and when they make their, uh, you know, like they're the most they pioneer, their, uh, you know, I guess in a way, uh, electric engine. I w- I would want to see how Pagani, how they modified to fit Pagani's needs, or etc., and how Pagani would end up uh, looking like in the future. It is sad, but then at the same, but then at the same time, the Pagani V twelve go away. Like... It makes me a little sad, yeah. but hey. Think about how the performance benefits. Oh my god! So yeah, um, the comparing the Zonda and the Waira, I think Waira. I disagree. I think the Zondas better. look better. They, they're a I lot like more the, curvy and smooth. I, I like and very the platform Italian. of the Zondas, and I feel like in a way the Zondas look more pretty. Uh, Okay. Okay. I think the Z- I can I th- I think the Zonda Tricolore looks better than the Wyra Tricolore, but the Wyra BC or the regular Wyra Coupe, and especially the I like Wyra the Roadster Zonda Chinkways, especially Dan's because look, than some of the Zonda. Disagree with me all you want, but yeah, no, I like the Zonda Uno. Oh my god, the Zonda Uno is such a 
cool car. It basically looks like a Cinque, except it, uh, it's just Uno. It was a, actually a refurbished <laughs> car that they yeah, nicknamed okay, Uno. Yeah, I have nothing against and it's sold uh, to an Arab customer, buy cars. and it's pretty badass. Oh, and, oh, and the Zonda Uno and also has, uh, like the Zonda, Zonda as I mentioned era, before, Purple Monte vibes, awesome. because the Italian flag kind of goes along the side of it. I love yeah. the baby blue color. The though. thing is, while I think the Huayras look a little better just because they're a little bit more fresh and they have more of that. Yeah, they have more of that. that, that uh, Huayras are much more like cur- <laughs> curvaceous. Um, if you were, in fact, if you like one of the most famous design touches on the Huayra are the, are the mirrors. Um, the mirrors are made <laughs> to, to, uh, to reflect, no pun intended. Actually, pun intended. Yeah. To reflect the the image of a of a woman's eye or, or a woman's eyelash. And a lot of people really make fun of the and a lot of people uh, like really like they like to make fun of the mirrors because they say, shape. "Oh, this looks like a weird uh, mustache um, or whatever." <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying too. No, dude, the mirrors look so cool. And then also, also on the wire roadster. They ha- on on the rear of the taillights. There's this little flare. There's little um, eyelash sort of a thing of carbon fiber, which even more Pagani's continues that look of like, uh, like an elegance of of, of, of an elegant eye or yes. someone's eyelash. And it's they're 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 beautiful. They're truly beautiful. And like Horatio Pagani, he he um, and and what's cool is that these cars are so good looking. And Pagani doesn't make a big hoo-ha of yeah, because to hide hide the fact that they use someone else's engine. They're proud of it, actually. They're proud in the fact that they 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 only they mainly just do the designing and the engineering of the aerodynamics of the car, not the actual engine production itself. They're okay with that, which is nice. They're being transparent. They're not trying to hide the AMG logos when you open up the the rear of the yeah, car I, you can see big and wide I think that's actually the proud what makes AMG, Pagani, AMG uh, logo oh in my opinion they're like yeah makes Pagani we've, more we've been partners since the beginning to aston martin because aston martin also uses uh mercedes engines but they try to like cover it up you didn't know that oh wow yeah yeah if you watch uh really i don't even if you watch that. a popular wow. youtuber okay. named uh no. doug demuro well um, i guess that shows <laughs> yeah he talks about that this Oh yeah, of course. Duh. Who doesn't? No, it's this is the I'm kidding. This. <laughs> I feel like we should make that our new intro. This is the Pagani. Is on the horizon. <laughs> it is three is million. Oh, dude. <laughs> yes. That would be so funny. This is on the horizon. Yes. <laughs> they probably know Doug. Okay. If they're into cars, then the, you the have to. Viewers are wondering what the hell we're talking about. Well, no, they they probably know what we're talking about. They're they're probably car people. Yeah. So so um, oh, what else was I gonna say about Pagani? Oh yeah, I just I think the the, the biggest differentiator though is whether you want a better looking car or a better sounding car. A better looking, more modern car or a better sounding, slightly older car. Because the Zondas are infinitely better dude, sounding. Dude. Oh my so, gosh. So, so, so the Zondas, one off Pagani aside from like the Lamborghini V12, it, it's like, like this purple some of the best sounding Zonda? cars in the world ever. Yeah. It, Hands down. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I think so. It, it's on the called F- the, the LH edition. No, it's on the 760. You can see... 760, right? Yeah, LH edition. It's only it's a one-off just made for Lewis Hamilton. Dude, the sound on that oh, car wow. is LH. absurd. We... Yeah. Dude. Yeah, the Zonda Cinque's, the Zonda, the, the Tricolore, the Uno, the... Um... The Riviera, the HP Barquetta, all of them are essentially slightly. They're all old. They're not like as old as the original Zonda, but they're all like slightly. They're they're all like limited editions that came at the end of the Zonda's life cycle, and they all had that um, like six hundred twenty horsepower engine, and they sound so damn good. It is. Truly mind-boggling how good they sound. Do you want to end this podcast they, in 10 minutes at 12.30? They probably sound better than a Lamborghini V12. Yeah. I hate okay. to say it, well, but they probably Speaking do. of... That, that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. It's crazy. And there's it's, one... It's yeah, exactly. Crazy. Mercedes like, always Mercedes goes... Mercedes-AMG, bro. My eyes. They're killing it. And... And then if, if they go electric, we're going to unfortunately lose that sound, which is going to make but, Pagani's shoot out of the roof in value um like just skyrocket <laughs> that happens but either way Pagani's so on an ending note one thing that i want to say coveted is that uh, Austrian, uh, you've gotten me into artfulness. uh you've gotten me into like these uh you know really cool uh instagram accounts like like uh, lmm 23 design or you know like topaz detailing or you know or just like or these accounts were like MF car design, yeah, where people design these cool FMP Nick, exactly. Where MF, car, make... MF car design are awesome, right? So FMP I wanted to Nick. say, uh, when you told me one time, bro, that these graphic designers if you were are to awesome. design. Okay, so there's this uh, Koenig seg, which I believe we brought up on the on the first, yeah, on the on, on the first car episode called the Hyde. Oh, which is, I know. Uh, I know honestly, about to the best looking car that the best looking Koenig seg I've seen, hands down. In my life, and I wanna. Okay, yeah. So I highly recommend that you guys just oh look gosh. up a picture of this car. You will be in awe. Hydra, and it's and it's called Hydra because Hydra has nine heads and it's meant to represent the nine Hydra. Hydra. Uh, gear clutches, Hydra. right? The nine-speed gear clutch. Oh, nine, nine gears. Yeah, nine gear sub clutches. Nine gears. Nine gears. Nine gears, seven clutches. So basically, it, use, it uses six clutches to multiply. Um, so it uses multiplication in the torque ratios instead of just adding. So you basically have three uh, primary gears. Each of them is associated with... Uh, each of them can couple with one of three additional yeah. primary gears. So and you often, have total uh, of nine I want you to uh, tell everyone... Uh, using six gears. So it's three your, times three. Uh, Odin basically. edition. I know you... You have to make it on Photoshop. Yes. So I had a very, I had a concept car that I could dream up. If, if I was like a billionaire or something, this, this car would be what I would like send to these graphic de- designers to design for me. And it's what I would order. So it's called Koenigsegg occasionally. I think it's like the last production. Like, like five of the cars that of five of like the total hundred cars that they're making. And they make these cars. They make these cars very tailored, 
and they Dora. give them special nicknames. So with the Vader. Agera RS, which we talked about earlier, uh, the Agera RS. Uh, so the final, the final editions of them, the last two, got names like Thor and Vader. Uh, and then again, and, and there were also ones like Phoenix, uh, Naria, Draken, Griffin, uh, and stuff like that. And so this guy, uh, we call, which we just said the Hydra, is one of the only Yeskos that's going to have a nickname like this. But I created a concept called Odin, which is basically, it's, it's um, a, a, a blue carbon matte blue carbon uh yesco blue exposed carbon with gold with uh gold leaf accents and the 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 logo and kind of the insignia on the car is going to be a like representative of the rendition- greek god because koenig said has already done thor they've already done Hydra. there's a popular concept they've, for uh, loki too, done phoenix which, yeah, griffin cool. draken all these guys from from norse mythology why not Yes, there's a very popular concept for Loki too. So for me, what I would go with, I would want the All Father. What colors would, would your calipers be? Because I know that's. Just... I would want Odin, and I want I would want it to be uh, blue carbon fiber, which is like this. The calipers, it would. Would it like would the wording be gold, or gold. would like the? So it would have a similar spec to the Naria, which is uh, blue carbon and gold. The wording would be gold. The accents, the accent lines, yeah. and carbon some of the logos breaks. would all be gold, and the yeah, carbon that's, it, that it would, would use car- just car. blue carbon, exposed carbon, and uh, and yeah, and gold, gold painted ceramic breaks. So that would be ideally what my Yesco is, uh, in a very similar spec to the Koenigsegg Narea, the Agera RS, but in this case, it would be. That car had a little bit more of green to it. This would be like blue, blue, definitely blue unique, and it looks sounds so like elegant. a proper kind of navy blue kind of a look. Um, and and I I, I, for, I was thinking for the logo, it would it would basically have the Koenigsegg crest. Um, but the thing is, the one bottom. half of it, instead yeah. of having all the design, it's just complete. It's just uh, it's just solid. So like. How do I explain this? <clears throat> you can check it out on Cool Ass Draws. It, it, the <laughs> logo is basically like a series of, okay. of these diamond cut stripes. Yeah. No, I haven't done it yet, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that advanced to do that kind of graphic design. I mean, I can try. It looks very similar to one of FMP Nick's renders. Um, in fact, it's almost the same. What I had have in mind. Um, but the logo I have in mind is a Koenigsegg crest. But what you do, add like feathers, like wings on the outside of the crest to make it look like kind of Odin's raven. And then on one half of the crest, instead of having the stripes, just make everything completely oh. solid gold to make it look like an eye patch on one side of the crest. And to really like represent that Odin yeah, insignia, no- you know? And then obviously use the Koenigsegg uh, Norse font. And, would you get the? Would you do and, that and write Odin? Like I think that would be or one of the most badass specs of all time. I would say a. a, a um, I would honestly say to oh go man, for a. Uh, I really don't know what, which one my I would get. Yeah, it's a track focus car, and like if if you put those gold accents on the wing, on like the 
Yeah, because yeah, it's track focused. Beautiful. I mean, because with the uh, absolute, there's not really like Ooh, you can't really yeah. do much oh with the spoiler. Gosh. And I think the spoiler on the on the regular Yesco itself is like absolutely gorgeous. One of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, it looks so cool, so aggressive. It's a, that but boomerang, yeah. the boomerang. Uh-huh. Whew. <clears throat> All right, hold up. So we, we I, I believe we recorded for like 20, 29 minutes or, or no, it was about like 20 minutes. We recorded like before we got did that big cutoff and then we started yeah. this session. So I think we're reaching about yeah. an hour and 25 minutes right now. So, this is the um, end of the I podcast. I think it's time to call it. Um, <laughs> you want to do our outro? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what we, do, we'll man. do that. That's gonna be our <laughs> new. Uh, that's gonna be yes, our new special uh, outro Euro, for our car his, series uh, signature line. This now it's time for the Doug score. Oh my God! Speaking of Doug Demiro, did you see now his new video it's time the for the Doug score? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he even reviewed that car. Yes, that was pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Doug Demiro is really stepping up his game in the amount of cars and bids. cars that he's reaching into. It's pretty cool. He's a he's he's a really smart yeah. businessman. He, I mean, and honestly, he started uh, like his own uh, say one of car auction website. Yeah, he's uh, a, one of my favorite like billionaires. Really I guess his name is Saigon Yalchin. He's uh oh he, he's in Dubai, but he basically created the Middle East like biggest car uh like biggest car auction. It's basically like cars and bids, but it's way better. It's called SellAnyCar.com. And he has a, a car collection too. That's you know one of my favorites too. He has a Rolls Royce Wraith, uh, uh, like Elf uh, Veyron. That's like all black. Kind of kind of reminds. It looks so sick. And um, you know he has two Aventadors. He has like oh. an insane amount of cars, and honestly, they all look sick. So yeah. So, I guess with, um, uh, yeah, that's the end of the podcast. So, thank you all for. What should we call this series? What should we call this series? Listening. Um, this is our mini series within a big series. I I feel like I I feel like we should do something mini series like uh, on the automotive horizon. Yeah, yeah. I I guess we can decide that in our own time. It's it's a bit late now. Well, I guess we'll tell you next episode. Oh man! So, um, I guess five this has been. Six, yeah. I don't know. Is this episode for, for five our next is episode? Like, in terms uh, of like the normal podcast. Hopefully, like uh, of if any of yeah, you, uh, for, for for any of you guys listening, so, if you yeah. guys uh, stuck with us this long, and if you're able to hear this, uh, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, you know, you're a real one. I don't know. That's what most YouTubers say. Uh, but but uh, if if you have any suggestions for for what. We definitely would love to hear what you guys have to say. And if you guys want to hear us, if you guys want to hopefully be on the podcast, we we need to make an Instagram for this. Yeah, we need to. I mean, where are they going to comment, though? <laughs> Bet. All right. By the time you hear this out, or maybe not by the time, but. Yeah, give us a like. Hopefully a fun, somewhere like, around us, in the near cetera, future. Et cetera. Et cetera. Coming soon will be uh, on the horizon. Instagram, I guess we're so. done.
there you go. So, yeah. Um, hold on, this? I was going to say something. I, was gonna say something. I forgot. Uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. So, so on our next upcoming I was going to say the same exact thing. We, I was going to say like the same to give you sneak thing, peeks really? as much for, uh, during previous episodes. So, I think we're going to do, like, we could do Space Part 2. I was thinking we could do uh, space travel part yeah, two. Yeah, so we, we could, could talk more about um, politics part two. Space and Star we Trek could and venture Starlink. into something okay. new, and we could venture. We could venture into something new and talk about uh, technology. Nah. Apple, AirPods politics Max, have kind of quieted down. We could do space part two. Yes, I actually yes. You know what? You're going to uh, have to carry most of this. You but, guys can hear us I mean, thinking uh, out loud. So yeah. I think it's confirmed. Uh, technology. And t- yeah. We're going to be talking tech next episode, hopefully. Probably. Yes. If not, that may be space part two. You never know. We'll surprise you. So until then, this is on the horizon. All right. <laughs> and we will see you guys what time was next that? time. Come on. Peace.